All right, fuck it. Let's get it, man. Yes, sir. What's up with y'all? What's popping? Welcome back to another episode of the Until Further Noise podcast. I am the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest host of them all. OG Hatch. How y'all doing, man? Hope y'all looking good, feeling good, man. It's a lot of shit going on out there in them streets. We all know that shit by now. Um, like I said, man, hope y'all looking good, feeling good, especially my people with these kids, man. You know what I'm saying? The kid, See, the kids, y'all. See, y'all. I don't know if y'all know, but the kids are the future. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the kids are the fucking future. And Hatch love the kids. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hatch love the fucking kids, man. <laughs> that's funny as a motherfucker. <laughs> um, a shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped in, joined this conversation, man. I really do appreciate it. That shit really does something to a young nigga heart, man. So shout out to y'all once again. Um, it's a lot of shit I want to get into, man. I got a lot of shit on the docket, man. So I want to jump right into it. Um, but before I do so, um, you know, I do want to kind of paint a little picture for you guys. You know, if you don't know, now you know. I'm out here in Phoenix, man. Um, it's 106 degrees today as I re- um, as I record this shit. I'm a blistering hot Wednesday <laughs> out here in fucking Tempe, Arizona. Um, you know, today, man, just popped in my head. Um, I'm a scenery guy, um, but it popped in my head. One of the most beautiful scenes that I ever seen, man. Um, it's on a winter day um, where you just see a big-ass field of snow. Untouched. Nobody walked through this shit. None of that. Just unscathed. Left alone. I always thought that shit was beautiful, bro. Uh, that was that was the only thing about wintertime. That's the only thing I loved about wintertime is when you just see big-ass fields of snow. Um, but the one thing I hated about wintertime, no bullshit, the only thing I really hated about wintertime that's that really just pissed me off. And I hate it anytime I came in contact with it, anytime I had to step over it, um, anytime that shit was accidentally in the fucking snowball. And that's fucking black ice, bro. Black snow. Bro, black ice, black snow. I hated that shit. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm just the only person that, like, you know what I'm saying, is real dramatic with the shit. But black ice, that black, that shit just cringy to me, bro. Like, anytime I had to, like, step over that shit, I always somehow, it got on me. You know, I stepped in it. It is what I somehow, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if motherfucker was playing, having a snowball fight and the motherfucker hit you with a snowball and had some black ice in it, you got to kill that nigga. Flat the fuck out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But like, we all know, man, if you, if you know, you know, man, the black ice contain rocks, glass, all types of shit, man. And the reason why I always thought about the big ass fields of snow um, is because it's like, I always thought that shit was just beautiful, man. But it was like, that was just like, the snow always covered up the, the dirt, the mud, the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But it's like the closer you got to the streets. You know what I'm saying? You can't hide that grimy shit. That shit just there. That nasty big blob of fucking black ice, black snow. Like, I hate that shit, man. Like, I know you probably sitting there like, Hatch, what the fuck is you talking about, nigga? <laughs> um, but I'm going to tie it in later in the episode. Um, but I just hate black ice, man. I just wanted to let you guys know that shit. Um, <laughs> moving on to the docket, man. Um, like I said, it's a lot of shit I want to get into. Um, first thing on the docket I want to get into is uh, the Breonna Taylor situation. Um, there has been updates. Um, I'm not sure if it was yesterday or the day before, um, but there was a press conference uh, with the mayor um, of that city, also the representation um, of Breonna Taylor's um, state. Um, it was announced that $12 million. Well, first of all, let me say rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Because um, this is some sicko shit right here. Um, it was announced that yeah, her estate will be awarded $12 million. Um, how the fuck they got to the number 12? Who knows? Like, that's just an odd-ass number to me, 12. Like, you know what I'm saying? When the fuck you ever heard somebody just get the award 12-something? Like, why not 10? Why not 15? You know, you know what I'm saying? Why 12? But anywho... Um, the situation was never about money. Um, I always find it funny the shit the the obstacles they go through, the hoops they go through. Um, all we asked for was some fucking niggas to get arrested, fam. I've never seen them have a problem arresting some niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I've never seen that. Um, that's all we've been asking for. Um, but they just do they throw money in your face, hoping you would shut the fuck up. Some people do, you know what I mean? Not saying in any way that's what her family's going to do. I don't know her family by any way. Um, 
it's not even my place to even say some shit like that. But I'm just saying some people do shut the fuck up when they get some money thrown their way. We all know how this shit go. Come on now. We know what hush money look like. Um, You know, um, a few other things were announced in the press conference as well. Um, But I just always think it's funny to see, like, I always tell people, man, sometimes you just got to open your eyes, man. The shit is right there. Like, I tweeted, I tweeted, um, like, open your eyes. This is what they really feel about you. They'd kill you and then just throw some money away hoping you would shut the fuck up. And that's truly what the fuck is going on right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, $12 million is not what we're doing this for. All money ain't good money, y'all. And I love the response that I'm seeing over, you know, Twitter, um, all social media. Um, the backlash, like, nigga, this is not what we asked for. All we asked for somebody to get arrested. Now, of course, we I love the simple fact that the family is getting some, you know, some money. Um, because of course you can now replace the the loved one that they lost. You can't you, there's nothing in this world that can replace them for that. Um, but you know what I mean? You can at least give them a give them a few dollars. You know what I'm saying? I said now how they came to the number 12, I don't know. Um, who knows how they came up with the number 12. She was older than fucking twelve, so I don't know why the fuck they got twelve million dollars. Like, like it's, it's kind of crazy. Who 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 knows, man? Um, but also the few other things that was released with that in that press conference, um, commanding officers must approve search warrants now. Um, also, there will be incentives for officers who live in that to live in the city uh, to improve relationships with the community. Um, I think that would be helpful. I do think it's important for officers to live in the neighborhood that they're going to be patrolling. Um, you have to be able to get to know the people that you're going to be trying to, you know what I'm saying, protect and serve. Like, you can't be judging motherfuckers off they look. You can't be judging big-ass Tyrone with the two fucking cornrows in his head walking his six-pit bulls. He could be a nice-ass guy. Nigga just like dogs. Nigga just ain't got a lot of hair. Like, you just never know. You know what I'm saying? But instead, you know, you're intimidated by this big-ass nigga. And you put seven high ones in them. You know what I'm saying? So I do think that's a good one right there for them to live in a neighborhood that they will be patrolling. Um, I don't know why if it should be an incentive for that shit. Like, nigga, this is the job you want. Nigga, this is the job you get. Nigga, you got to live here. Fuck, we pay you extra for living in this area, motherfucker. You want to work here, don't you? So I don't get fucking paid for my job extra for, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, living in the area of my job. So, But who knows, man? Um, also, social workers will help with mental health calls. I'm not sure why that wasn't mandatory from the get-go. Um, you would think you'll have some people who are specialists in that field, you know, on you know, on the scene who can kind of assist you with some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With some niggas that's kind of going a little psycho. Um, but I guess I, these are steps in the right direction, man. Like, it's just not what we asked for. This is not the justice. Um, this is not it. This is not the end all, be all, my nigga. Y'all still got to come up off that justice, bro. We still need people to see, to walk in front of the, to a jury. We need to see motherfuckers walking up them steps to that courtroom, to that courthouse, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what we ask for. That's what we stand on. We can't we can't be quiet now that motherfuckers are warding, us 12, warding the family $12 million. That's not what we signed up for, bro. We signed up for justice. Justice is not money. All money ain't good money. And I hope my people, I hope the family sticks with that. Um, I did see the representation say that. Um, this is not the end all for them as well. So that is good news. I just think that it's fucking crazy that the the city will even throw that shit out there before they even arrested motherfuckers. Like, how hard is it just to arrest a motherfucker? Like, to arrest a motherfucker. Yeah, like, that's crazy to me, fam. Like, they ain't been in cuffs. <laughs> that's crazy. That shit is wild, man. Um, <clears throat> but once again, rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Um, of course, I will give you guys more updates as the case goes on. Um, like I said, we still need justice for her. Um, moving on down the docket, man, I do want to get down um, into the FBG Duck situation. Um, I do want to say rest in peace to FBG Duck. It's it's an FBG Duck topic, but it's not really about FBG Duck. Um, FBG Duck was murdered, you know, a few weeks ago, um, you know, due due to uh, gun violence. Um, not too familiar with his music. He was a Chicago rapper. Um, I kind of stopped listening to Chicago rap scene after like G Herbo popped off around that time. Nigga, I gotta be honest with y'all, man. I ain't around that shit no more. <laughs> I don't listen to I don't listen to that rowdy shit no more. If I ain't even, if I ain't even in that environment, I gotta be honest with you. 
Like once a nigga got a 401k, all that drill music shit, yeah, that shit went out the door, my nigga. That's when Drake started sounding a lot more, a lot, a lot better than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm in, I'm in a different environment. So I kind of started listening to the drill music scene, but I had always heard of FBG Doug. I knew what he was. He was popping. He had millions upon millions upon millions of views um, on his music and shit like that. Um, but where I was really familiar with him, um, like I said, other than his not knowing what his music, I was from Vlad um, interviews. Um, and I used to always just be like, oh, this nigga is crazy. Like, he used to kind of, you know, talk shit about, not talk shit, but kind of like, you know, send shots at, you know, Chief Keith, Dirk, you know, Herbo, and all them niggas who got some money who from rapping and left the, you know, left Chicago. Now, we all know Chicago saying how crazy that shit is, um, how it's like 30 killings every fucking weekend or some crazy shit like that. Like, Chicago is fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he just always felt like in these interviews when like he was asked some shit like why Vlad was asking like why you don't leave Chicago it always kind of felt like he was putting on he was thinking about how he would come off you know as tough and I get it that's he's a rapper that's kind of that's how the, that's how the game go you know what I'm saying you gotta do with sales so the, to- the topic is not really about FBG Duck it's really about the vicious fucking cycle that I keep fucking seeing um when I got the news, when I seen the news that FBG Duck had got killed, I instantly thought about the millions of other times I had seen this movie play out. Um, you know, I always find it, I always find it sad when I see niggas. Like I said, once again, this is this is off FBG Duck. I just want to bring it up so you guys can kind of so I can paint the picture for you guys, kind of see where I'm coming from. But this is no longer about FBG Duck. Once again, rest in peace, to FBG Duck. Um, but I always found it sad, man, that niggas just niggas just don't learn from other niggas' mistakes. Like every time I think of every time I sit back, man, like, um, and it's niggas that's dying in these streets, niggas that's dying in the hood, niggas I know that's dying. The stories don't be that different, fam. Like, have y'all ever noticed that? Like the chain of events that be leading up to niggas be get, like niggas getting dropped off, it don't be that different. It don't. It always be about some bullshit. Let's just narrow it down. It's always about some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Let's be let's be a hundred. It's always about some bullshit. And it's like I see so many times, man. I see so many times, and not even just with niggas I know personally. With niggas you know, with niggas that become rappers, niggas that be in rappers' crews, niggas that just be putting out all this negative, negative energy. And then the negative energy come right on their ass fast. You know what I'm saying? Fast as fuck. Like, I can't. Like, I said on past episodes, man. Niggas on pictures. Niggas on social media posting pictures with Dracos and Tommy guns. You know what I'm saying? Big ass army guns. You won't have no time around. Whatever the fuck Lil Wayne said. If niggas is posting pictures with that, and then two weeks later, you posting a picture talking about some damn cuzzo. I was just with you last night. What the fuck? What you want me to say? What happened to the big ass Tommy guns? You won't have no time to run. Like you niggas, I can't keep feeling sorry for when when you putting yourself in this type of environment. That's all I'm saying. Like it's a vicious fucking cycle. I be seeing niggas always trying to look and sound tough, sounding so fucking stupid, sounding so fucking stupid, doing the most stupidest shit. All for what? All for not? You know what I'm saying? But then always got the shit face when they find themselves in fucked up situations. It's a vicious fucking cycle out here in these fucking streets, bro. We got to stop that shit, bro. Niggas got to wisen the fuck up. We in a critical fucking time right now. Especially through all my fucking lifetime. Right now, I got to be honest. I think we in a fucking time right now. We can really put our foot on motherfuckers next. Well, well if we get enough motherfuckers saying the right motherfucking things, then we can get some right fucking change. And and in whatever way that is, you know what I mean. I just think right now, I think it's a lot of motherfuckers who who are who thinking along the same lines. And I think right now we have we gotta keep it like that and stop dropping off and dying in these streets off stupid shit, shit that we could be avoiding. That's the one thing about the Lou, bro. You know, I love the Lou. You know what I'm saying? The Lou is not too different from Chicago. Pretty much the same shit is going on. You know what I'm saying? Niggas is dropping like flies in the Lou as well. 
I love the loop. Every other day, my nigga, I think about going back to the loop. Every other fucking day. The women, the people, nigga, the food, all that shit. Nigga, did I say the women? I love St. Louis, my nigga. Even the shitty-ass weather. Even how you get all the weather in one week, I love that shit, fam. I love that shit. But you know why I don't go back? You know why I don't go back? Because it's a vicious fucking cycle. I know for a fact if I go to St. Louis, I'm beyond bullshit. Because ain't shit in St. Louis but bullshit. All all my people that I love in St. Louis, when I tell them, yo, man, yo, I love you, love one, I'm thinking about coming out there. They all say, whoa, 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 nigga, hold on, slow down, killer. (laughs) They all say, nah, nigga, ain't shit out here. We need to be coming out there to you. They all say that to me. And it's just like, I'm like, damn, if y'all know that, why the fuck is y'all still there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you know ain't shit in the loop, if you know it's a vicious fucking cycle, why are you still there? That's why I'm so happy I got this platform, man. I'm so happy that so many people listen to this shit that's tapped in. Because I'm tra- my message is to tell my nigga, yo, my nigga, get out that shit. Nigga, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot more, it's a lot of shit out here. It's a lot of shit out here, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of shit out here. Uh, but moving on, man. I don't want to stay too long on the blood and guts, man. Uh, on the death, on the bullshit, on the deep shit, man. You know how I go. I like to get the serious shit out the way first. Um, I do want to move on to a topic, you know what I'm saying, that. Um, you know, I've been thinking about this ever since I was like, you know, ever since I started fucking for real. Um. Fellas, how do we feel about women when they carrying condoms? When they got their own condoms? I gotta be honest with you. When women, I I want y'all to tap in too because when I was younger, man, I gotta be honest. I thought that shit was just nasty. I just about you slutty, you dirty bitch, you dirty harlot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You nasty motherfucker. You you just getting fucked all fast style and silly style all over the place, huh? You nasty motherfucker. <laughs> you know that's what I thought when I was younger. No bullshit. Um, the older I get, of course, I'm I'm maturing. I'm like, nah, maybe she just practicing safe sex. But I gotta be honest with you, fam. It still depends on the woman. It still depends on the woman. Like, it's it, it's something about if she got like, if she got if she pull out the ziploc bag, right? All right, for instance, if she pull out the ziploc bag and she got. <laughs> If she pull out the Ziploc bag, my nigga, and she got like 75 condoms in that motherfucker, and it's like different kind of condoms in that motherfucker, like flavored condom. Like if she got the, first of all, first first of all, first of all, let me stop right there. If yeah, if that bitch pull out the flavored condoms, that bitch is free. I ain't going to lie to you. I don't know no young bitches pulling out the flavored condoms. Only time I, fin- only time I seen a banana flavored condom. Nah. <laughs> It's it's when Sally make no, <laughs> but no, but no. Seriously, what I'm saying is, if she pull out a Ziploc bag, bro, and it's like seventy five columns in that motherfucker, the Dorex, the Magnums, the uh, Bear Skins, you know what I'm saying? The lifestyles, all the, the 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 Planned Parenthood joints. If that shit is in that drawer in that Ziploc bag, ooh, you gotta go wrap your shit up. Hit the road, my nigga. That bitch is out here. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. I nah. If she got all them condoms, that bitch is fucking different niggas every day of the week. That is that. That's just how the game go. That is how the game go. But if you come across a woman, she just got the Magnum joints. I'm thinking, you know, what I'm saying she just practicing safe sex. You know, what I'm saying because of course. Not all women are into that. You know, saying that raw shit out the gates. You know, so you do come across those women who. You know, you know, <laughs> you do come across the your nose. Um, but I say it just depends on the woman, man. Like, if she's super, like, if she just super throwing it at me, man, I ain't gonna lie, fam. I ain't gonna lie. I might feel away. I might feel away if I, because I ain't gonna lie. I'm the type of nigga, I ain't carrying no, no condoms in my pockets, no, in my wallets no more. Like, I, I probably grab a condom before I leave the crib and slide in my wallet, but you're not going to just catch me on a daily basis with a fucking condom in my wallet. I'm a grown-ass man. 
Like, I, I enjoy, like, all right, if I'm finna get, if I'm knowing I'm finna get some pussy, all right, let me go stop at Walgreens. Let me stop at CVS. Let me go get the condoms. Like, I ain't type niggas finna have condoms laying around. You know, that ain't, that ain't me. I'm not finna be carrying condoms in my wallet. That's, that's like young nigga shit. That's young nigga shit. Because when you was carrying a condom in your wallet, then you never used that fucking condom. I don't care what no nigga said. <laughs> the, you could you could be fucking all you want. And you could be using condoms. But the condom in your wallet never got used. My nigga, no bullshit. One day, because I, I had the same wallet for like four years, my nigga. One day, I opened up this one little pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no bullshit. I was in this pocket. It was a common that motherfucker for like two years prior. Like that motherfucker was just there. I was like, oh, what the fuck? I had to throw the whole wall away. Then the shit was all stomach. Uh, what the fuck? Uh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like this thing women, when they got their own, it just depends on the woman, man. You, you, you have to be a judge of character. It all depends on the woman. Um, But if she got, like I said, she got the, if she got all size fits all joints and the fucking, the, the flavor joints, the rib joints, the, the bear skin joints, the magnum PI joints. Oh, that bitch is a freak. You in a fucking, what's that shit called? Brothel. You in a brothel, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> that's the rest of the fuck you. <laughs> you in a brothel, my G. Um, that does lead me to, um, you know, I said, that leads me to, you know, I was watching Queen and Slim. And that's a weird ass transition, but I swear it makes sense in my head. I was watching Queen and Slim, man. I kind of fell asleep on the movie, no bullshit. Um, but I did see enough of it to know Queen wasn't shit. Like, I remember when I seen the trailers for this movie, I thought this was going to be on some Bonnie and Clyde shit. I thought this was going to be a hell of a love story. Fuck no. Queen was a, man, Queen wasn't shit. It was her fucking fault. She was all spicy with my nigga Slim from the get-go. You know what I mean? And the thing about Slim, he was just chasing some ass. And it was fucked up because when I was watching Queen and Slam, man, it kind of made me think about a situation I had a few years ago. And I never really told anybody this story, but I guess I'll tell you guys. The Queen and Slam situation made me think about the night I got a DUI, man. It was a few years ago on New Year's, and I was like, Slam, I was chasing some ass. Wasn't even supposed to be with this fucking girl, man. Wasn't even supposed to be with this fucking girl, man. But she hit me up. She was cute. She like she kind of begged me to come. That's how I kind of that's how I felt. Now I'm pretty sure if she heard it, she gonna be like, "Nigga, I ain't beg you. You beg me." But in my world, no, bitch, you beg me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But oh, idiot. Uh, no, seriously. Um, I'm with her. You know what I'm saying? Um, I get pulled over by the cops. Um, I made it. Well, first of all, let me tell you how I fucking get pulled over. This this shit pisses me off. Nobody ever believes me when I say this shit. Cause like I said, I got a DUI. And if you know me, then you know Hatch don't drink. Like that's not what the fuck I do. Of course, you will see me taking. The, I drink at like a party or some shit like that. But for the most part, nine times out of ten, you will never see me fucking drinking. So I got a DUI and I wasn't fucking drunk, my nigga. Um, I used to have to smoke in my car, bro. I was living with my auntie. And I couldn't smoke in the house, so I used to have to smoke in the car. Um, so I knew once I got pulled over, I knew immediately. I knew immediately once the lights got behind me, I kind of knew shit was over with. I was kind of, I always rolled with the windows down, so I was kind of hoping the, the air kind of, you know what I'm saying, got, it kind of got aired out. But that shit never really works when you really need to work. If you know, you know. Um, but I was riding with this chick, man. Um, we used to be going out to eat and shit like this. It's on New Year's and shit. So you already know shit hot any fucking way. Um, shit is hot on New Year's. So they looking for niggas to be tripping. Um, she got the GPS. We steady missing the turn. The same shit. It's kind of the same shit on the sling. Like how you got so snatching his phone and shit. That's kind of how the situation was with me. Like she was missing the turn and she didn't want me to have a GPS. So I'm like, yo, she pissing me off. So we she finally tell me the turn, but it was a little bit late. So the turn was a little bit wide, kind of on some queen and slam shit. Nigga, I get out there. The police come up there. Nigga clutching his motherfucking gun. Nigga call back up. It's two cars pulling up. They put me in two sets of handcuffs. She in the motherfucking car. Why? Well, before she, they put me in handcuffs, I kind of sped up too far. Let me back up a little bit. Before they put me in handcuffs, nigga, as soon as they get behind us, she's wilding. Like all the little pretty hood, all the little pretty, little pretty shit I seen prior to that. The pretty cool bitch shit I seen, all that shit went out the window as soon as them lights hit us, my nigga. 
oh my god, Hatch, what the fuck is this? I had to, I put my hand on there like, yo, you need to calm down. I, in my mind, I'm thinking, yo, I didn't air this shit out. I'm probably forgetting my first little ticket. It ain't shit. Of course not, nigga. You 6'3", 250, nigga. You're going to jail. That's how this shit works out. <laughs> nigga, fuck, fuck what you say. Fuck the fuck the wide right turn, nigga. You just beat up old lady, nigga. You're going to jail for a night. You can book it, buddy. You can book it, buddy. <laughs> That's basically what the fuck happens if you don't know. <laughs> but uh, I had to calm shorty down. But as I'm watching this Queen and Slim shit, I'm thinking like, damn, I know what Slim feels. He feels at this moment when this cop got his fucking gun drawn on him, all pussy ain't good pussy. Because that's all that nigga was chasing. That nigga Slim was on Tinder. You got to think about it, ladies and gentlemen. That nigga Slim was on Tinder. I don't give a fuck what nobody tells you. When you on Tinder, when you, you may read a motherfucking bio, and the bio they may say looking for a long-lasting, outstanding relationship, they're fucking lying. They're lying. They want dick. They want pussy. That's what they're there for. Stall the tender, POF, all that shit. It's for sex. Raw sex. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> But that we all know what it's there for. Those are hookup sites, bro. So Slim was looking for pussy. He took her out to a black-owned business, trying to get her some good food in her fucking stomach so he can take her to the crib. She's going to be kind of, you know, she's going to have the ice a little bit, but she's going to feel good because Slim got her some good food. She's going to get her some ass. That's what all niggas be thinking. But no, fuck no. She was using my nigga. She wanted to feel good because she lost a fucking case. You want to know why she lost a fucking case? I'll tell you why she wanted to lose a fucking case because she shot. She had Slim. Get into a answer, a fucking altercation with a police officer that didn't have to be. She was talking spicy with the cop. I don't care what nobody says. It's a different fucking feeling when you the black man in the fucking driver's seat and the motherfucker in the passenger seat is mouthing off to the cops. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. That shit hit different. That shit feel like your life is not in your hands at all. It's like at any point in time. Your shit is about to be over, nigga. OVA, not even the right way, just over. You know what I'm saying? So I felt slim. She was talking spicy. The queen bitch, the whole movie was just pissing me off. I couldn't even finish the movie, fam. And I felt slim. And it's just like, damn, bro. Like, how many niggas we done lost in the game to some pussy? And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong at all. Nigga, I love pussy. Ain't nothing like it in this world. But it's just like money. All pussy ain't good. Pussy, man. Chasing that pussy will get you in some shit. Anytime I think about some almost fucked up, like some anytime I got some like some crazy shit, it was some pussy involved. Even if it was, even if it wasn't my pussy directly, it could have been. My homeboy, my homeboy getting some pussy fucking a little chick, and now he got to all, got off into some shit. Now we involved. Now the whole, now everybody involved. It's all, all pussy ain't good pussy. It's just hard because that pussy that'll get you into some bullshit be some of the best pussy. It's kind of crazy. I'm sorry. It's crazy, man. This life shit is hard. As a man, it's hard. The shit you got to do for money, the shit you got to do for, the shit niggas do for money and the shit niggas do for pussy, man. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy, man. Real fucking shit. It's fucking crazy. Yes, sir, man. Speaking of pussy, man, let's stay on topic, man. Let's go ahead and talk about some whack-ass pussy. Nah, man, but seriously, man, I want to talk about Cardi being offset, man. If you know about the Cardi being offset situation. Um, it was announced that Cardi B, uh, she filed for a divorce from Offset. Um, allegedly, he was, you know, caught cheating and shit like that. I, I see everybody hopping on, you know, choosing their sides, you know, picking sides on whose side they are like some fucking idiots. Like that's a personal situation, so I don't really how you, I don't see how you can pick a side. But <clears throat> of course, the internet gonna be the internet. Um, you got motherfuckers <laughs> taking up for why Offset was cheating, and you got. Motherfuckers that supporting Cardi B going off on people that supporting Offset. It's a fucking shit show if you ask me. But to me, nobody's talking about the right thing. Um, you know, this is hip hop, my nigga. Fuck is you, this is hip hop. Why we ain't holding these rappers accountable for not living out their raps, man? For the last two motherfucking years, 
This nigga offset Ben Tuggins. So ever since he married Cardi B, he can't get caught on fucking cheaters, man. He got a fucking song out right now saying he can't, he can't get caught on cheaters. But it's like every motherfucking six months, you can you can bet on set. You can bet on offset to fucking get caught allegedly cheating. I mean, damn, nigga. How you gonna keep rapping? You don't wanna get caught on cheaters, but nigga, cheaters ain't even catching you. It's other people catching you. Nigga, it's it's creepers catching you now, nigga. It's just motherfuckers. It's just hidden cameras everywhere this nigga offset be now. Like I said, I, I don't know if it's offset. I didn't see the videos and shit like that. I don't know what the offset look like when he fucking. I don't know, nigga. What the fuck? Pause. I don't know. Like, it's allegedly. I don't know. Um, And on Cardi B, she ain't living her raps either. Ain't no, bro. I'm going to tell you right now. Ladies, all my ladies listen to the podcast. Listen to me. Listen to me clear. Ain't no nigga cheating on a woman that's doing a cackle. <laughs> I'm be honest with you. All that shit she was saying in that WAP song, that wet ass pussy, how she cackling when it's inside. That's cap. That's cap. That's fucking cap. Because when she said cackle, I was like, oh, this bitch cackling? It's a word for that? It's it cackle? It's called cackle? Okay. <laughs> like, I ain't even know. Like, okay, that's what. So that's what that's called. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> that's how I felt. But. That bitch cap, and I gotta be honest with you. I gotta be honest with you. This is hip hop. We hold niggas to, 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 to standards in hip hop. If you talking about selling dope, and they come to find out you ain't never sold no dope, y- y- we get you out of here. If you rapping about being faithful, and you ain't being faithful, we gotta hold. We gotta keep that same energy. If you rapping about having some good pussy, and you keep getting cheated on. Allegedly, bitch, the proof is in the pudding. Yo, shit, trash. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am so, but that ain't fair. Cause that ain't fair. You got some. You know, women they will argue that some niggas just be cheating to be cheap. But I gotta be honest with you. I ain't never heard a nigga. Cause I know niggas that be cheating. You know what I'm saying? I know niggas that's cheated before, and I know niggas that when they be cheating, when they be talking highly of women. They ain't never said they cheat. They they woman that they cheating on got the best pussy in the world. That's why they cheating. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I, I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> That's just how the game go. Like you got that motherfuckers got to get their tip their attention kept somehow. I guess like I don't know. Like I I've never heard of a nigga cheating on his spouse who got the best pussy. Like I, I, or vice versa. I've never heard of a woman cheating on her man. Who was dicking her down all wild style? Like I, I just don't know if that's how the game go. Like, I, I haven't seen that book yet. Like if you, if you have, let me see it. Let me borrow it for a few days. Let me read it because I ain't seen that shit. But I just think that shit is crazy. Like of course I don't want to joke on them and going through a divorce. Um, of course this shit is at the end that this is a serious topic. Um, but it's the internet, man. Niggas is gonna get their shit off. It's jokes and everything. Uh, I just think it's funny. Neither one of them is living out their raps. They both be putting out these hit-ass hot number one songs where they be saying all this shit, but apparently none of this shit is true. I'm talking apparently, obviously, her pussy ain't as, ain't as wet as, you know what I'm saying? It ain't as, you know what I'm saying? It ain't that, Cardi. I'm sorry. But, hey, somebody love it. <laughs> I, I think. I don't know. Do they? <laughs> Allegedly. I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck to say no more. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck to say at this point. Um. But moving on, man, moving on. Um, I want to move into a topic, man, you know, that I've been monitoring the last couple of years, actually. Uh, you know, it's the Joe Budden and um, Charlemagne the God situation. Um, I'm not going to go too deep into, you know, uh, the allegations of, against Joe Budden. Um, like I said, then, they, like I just got through saying, internet go internet. Um, a lot of that shit was old. I don't want to say old news because even if, if it is true, it's flagrant. It don't matter when this shit took place. Um, but a lot of this shit was said, and I, in my opinion, I think a lot of this shit was said um, at comedic relief. Um, like I said, I've been I've been watching both these dudes, listen to both these dudes um, for pretty much the last five to six years now. Um, to me, I look at both of them as huge pillars in this game, man. Um, in this space that I'm entering, you know, that I'm attempting to enter, um, if I'm lucky enough to do so, um, this space of being, you know, powerful African-American, um, you know, media media members um, such as Joe Budden and Charlemagne the God, I always looked at them as, you know, the, the, the two guys. You know, of course, I looked at Charlemagne as the guy 
for much longer because he was doing this much longer than Joe Budden. Of course, he was a rapper. Now he's doing this media thing with the podcast, uh, which pretty much influenced me to do my own thing, to be honest with you. Um, it just pains me, man. You know, I started the podcast off, man. I painted a picture for you guys, um, you know, of the white snowfield, how beautiful I thought it was. Um, that's what I think of this podcast game right now. Like, I think this shit is beautiful, man. Like, it was a point in time. Um, if you know me and you know this was a thought of mine for a long time, I thought the shit was oversaturated. I thought the game was just super oversaturated. And I was waiting on the next big thing to come. Um, but now that I'm in this space and I'm realizing this shit is just getting started. You know, this shit is like the re- music the music game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to go through it. You got to go through that phase. So I think this, this podcast shit is just now getting started. I think it's here to stay for a while now. Um, and for the side that I'm on, you know, doing it for the African-American people, for the minorities, um, Joe Budden and Charlamagne the God are two guys that I've always looked at. Um, and so with them doing their thing, you know, in their own, in, in their two different ways, but I always kind of felt they had kind of similar end goals. You know, I'm not going to get into who owns what more, who's, who's a 50% owner, who's a 100% owner. I'm not getting into that. My my goal is to, you know, bear the, the movement for the people, for us, the people that look like me, that sound like me, you know what I'm saying, that act like me, that talk like me. I'm That's what I'm doing it for. And I always look at them two dudes as two dudes who had two goals in mind that benefited me and also, you know, uplifted what I was trying to do. Um, so that was always the white big field of snow. It was, it was just beautiful to see them doing their thing. Um, it gave me examples like I talked about earlier in the podcast, um, just seeing people go through things and learning from, you know, what they did and from their mistakes. Those were the two dudes that I always looked at, Charlamagne the God and Joe Button. The two pillars of this shit. You know what I'm saying? And it was never, a, you know, it was never a fucking, you had to be fucking retarded to know there wasn't some type of kitty bullshit going on between them. It was also, it was always some type of spicy shit going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was always some type of spice. But I always felt they came together because they knew it was a check involved. That's how the game goes, nigga. Yeah, we ain't got to be the best of friends, but nigga, let's get this bad. And that's how I always felt they was, they was doing. That's how I felt they was operating. And I felt that was a smart way to do things on screen especially for the common goals that they had in mind. But as of late, um, you know, the Joe Budden, you know, leaving Spotify thing, um, you know, there's there's a lot of allegations that came out. Uh, He was, you know, his podcast, quote unquote, people think he took shots at Charlemagne. I really didn't see it that way. I kind of understand how Joe Budden talks and operates now. Like I said, I've been watching for five to six years now. Um, And also I'm a person who believes in – don't kill the, don't shoot the messenger. You know, what I'm saying for the for the message. Um, let's always look at Joe. He, he yells a lot, so when he yells, people automatically think it's some bullshit coming out of his mouth. So they really don't listen to what he's saying. Um, so I didn't think he was taking shots at Charlemagne, but I can see why Charlemagne or other people would think so. Um, with that taking place, you know, there were some things that came out about Joe Budden about him liking dogs. Fuck, I mean, not liking dogs, but like sexually abusing dogs and shit like that, fucking dogs and, you know, fucking over his, his baby moms and shit like that. A whole bunch of shit. A bunch of shit I'm not going to get into, but pretty much a lot of people are trying to source it back to Charlamagne the God. Um, I don't know. I don't know neither one of these gentlemen. Um, the evidence that people are trying to put out there, it does kind of, you know, point fingers at motherfuckers, but like I said, I don't know. I really don't give a fuck. To me, all this shit is a a whose dick is bigger contest between these two dudes. Like they both got common goals and they both shitting on each other in, in the media. And that's to me, that's, that's what they want you to do. That's, that's, that's what the motherfuckers who are who over y'all want y'all. They want you two motherfuckers to keep knocking each other down, keep taking shots at each other. And they try and see who the fuck going to survive. It's just like that scene in dark night, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? When the Joker, who would he kill? Gambit was a nigga name. Uh, when he killed Michael Jai White, and he had his two goons in there, and he broke the fucking pool stick and told them niggas to spy on the roster and left one end of the pool stick there. That's what this shit is like to me. Like, I look at Charlamagne and Joe Budden in that situation. Like, to, to me, them taking shots at each other is hurting the overall end goal for what everybody's trying to do, for what they both say they trying to do, for what the fuck I'm trying to do, for what I have aspirations of doing. So when I see them doing that, that shit just like black ice. That shit look nasty to me. Seeing these two powerful black men and right now in 2020 with all this shit going on, with us being killed in the streets, with all this shit going on, with two niggas who say they got common goals, 
of uplifting the black voice, taking shots at each other, bro. That shit look nuts. That shit look nasty. That shit look nasty. And in my opinion, I like so I'm a big fan of both these niggas. And I listen to both these niggas. Both you niggas and said some wild, flagrant ass shit on wax. So it's like it always surprises me when niggas take shots at each other. Like, nigga, you don't remember when you said some shit similar to that? And like I said, nigga like me, I get it because I always thought it was in comedic relief. But I understand right now, we in a day and time in 2020, nigga, to where motherfuckers is going back, listening to old shit on wax and taking it out of context and putting it out there and letting the people do what they do. So I think if that is a case where, you know, Charlemagne or whoever in this camp did that shit, shit to Joe Budden, that's some wild sucker shit. But you, they can't put it out there. You ain't put it out there for them to do it. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't put it out there for them to use it against you, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, throughout all this, you know, I listened back to the last episodes of uh, Joe Budden podcast. He was saying it's a, a smear campaign. That's the narrative a lot of people are running with. Um, and don't get me wrong, the shit do like a smear campaign. Um, if you know what a smear campaign is, you know exactly this is this definitely fits the guidelines of, of a smear campaign. Um, I just don't like Joe Budden saying it's a smear campaign. Like I always feel like the nigga that's getting accused of shit, you can't be the one saying it's a smear campaign. You gotta kinda let the people do that for you. Cause if you the nigga coming out saying, Man, you really believe this shit? Come on now. What do I look like doing this? Look what they're doing to me. Now I think you're just trying to, you know what I'm saying, get me on your side. But if you got a, you know, third parties and something, you know what I'm saying, presenting the proof for you, it just look different. You can't be the nigga being accused of shit yelling out smear campaign. Niggas ain't going to believe it's a smear campaign then, especially when it's old tape of, you know what I'm saying, you saying the shit. <laughs> like, it just, it's going to look away. Like, I just don't think, like, I just think it all look nasty, like. I think even if, if Charlemagne allegedly put this shit out, I think he looked nasty for doing that to another black man. I think if the shit true, Joe Budden looked nasty because it's shit true. You got to get these niggas up out of here. But it's like, it just looked nasty. All this shit is uncalled for. To me, this is just two niggas on an ego trip and, a, and two niggas in a whose dick is bigger contest. And it's just nasty. This shit just black ice, my nigga. Like, it just looks fucking disgusting. Not for the, it's not the time for this shit, bro. It's really not. Like I said on past episodes, bro, if you don't like a nigga right now, this ain't the time to voice that shit. <laughs> it just ain't the time. Like, mumble that shit under your breath, my nigga. The world don't need to know how you feel about another nigga at this point in time. It's too much shit going on right now. We need all the fucking troops we can get. Um, Moving on to sports, man. I'm going to keep it brief because I don't want to stay too much on sports. This is not a sports podcast. But, of course, I'm a man, and I watch sports, bitch, so I'm going to do what the fuck I do. Um, I do want to get into Josh Bellamy. He was a former um, Chicago Bear, also a former New York Jet. Um, Josh Bellamy was arrested uh, for his role in a wire fraud scheme that was worth $24 million. Um, Bellamy right now faces a possible 20-year prison term that carries a fine up to $250,000. I bring that up to say, man, if you don't know or if you haven't been paying attention to you know the past episodes, it just kind of dawned on me, man. It's a common theme, bro, with these fucking football players. Bro, this nigga is a – this nigga fresh out the – he was a current NFL player, by the way. He just got cut by Jets like a few weeks ago, like right before this news came out. So this nigga was in the NFL. What the fuck are you doing getting in on a fucking wire fraud scheme, my nigga? You getting paid millions. What is these niggas doing? Bro, that's what I'm I don't get football players, bro. That's why I got out the game when the fuck I did, bro. Because niggas is stupid. Like, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. I never understood a nigga getting paid millions of dollars to play a fucking game for only 16 weeks. Like, not even like. Like if you if if you don't make the playoffs, you only playing sixteen weeks, my nigga, and you getting paid millions. Even if it's not a guaranteed contract, you getting paid millions of dollars, and nigga, yo dumb ass, yo stupid ass, allegedly. No fuck, allegedly, allegedly, get in on a fucking wire fraud scheme for twenty four million. 
24 million? Nigga. Nigga, what? You got and the fucked up thing with football players. I know these niggas got CTE. I know these niggas got CTE, bro. Like, it's so fucked up because the, that's they easy out. They easy out as I got CTE, but them niggas don't. It can't prove it until you die. <laughs> like, it's 2020, bro. Niggas, they be pairing Achilles in five minutes. They taking niggas fucking uh, uh, ruptured ACLs and snatching them bitches back together in two seconds. But they can't find out if a nigga got CTE before he die. Because you can't sit here and tell me a nigga getting paid millions of fucking dollars to play football ain't got CTE if this nigga got the bright idea to get in on a fucking wire fraud scheme. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me he ain't got CTE. You can't. You you, you want to do some, you want to do a whole lot of proving, a lot, a lot of convincing. Tell me this nigga Josh Bellman ain't got CTE. And Josh Bellman, if you hear this shit, you better be in court talking about you got CTE, nigga. That's the only way you getting out of this shit. If you didn't do this shit, facing 20 years, nigga was just catching intercept, you know what I'm saying? Catching interceptions and shit and out routes and shit. You know what I'm saying? At practice, now you facing 20 years? Man, life comes at you fast, my nigga. God damn. Man, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Moving on, man. Speaking of life coming at you fast, let's talk about these fucking Clippers, my nigga. I ain't going to stay too long, man, because I don't feel like tooting my own horn, man. I've been telling you niggas all year long, these niggas were super overrated. Every game I watched these niggas, they didn't get up for nobody but the Lakers. And, nigga, they only won the first game of the season and a Christmas game. Two early-ass games in the season in which both games they had to come back to win. Bro, you can't cheat the process, my nigga. All this low management shit, all this taking games off, niggas leaving the bubble, nigga going to the strip club to get some to get they nut off. Come on, my nigga. Lemon Pepper Lou wasn't shit in the bubble. God damn. Montrez Hurl was a big ass, black ass, big baby Glenn Davis out there. Wasn't doing shit. Well, y'all, I told y'all, y'all can, y'all can bet on Patrick Billy if you want to. I told you, Paul George, not a dog. I told you this. So I really don't want to come in here and toot my own horn, man, because I, I really think it's corny, man. I did enough on my social media. I popped a lot of my shit then, man. I got a whole Like I said, once we win a chip, you're going to see me on Figaro. You know what I'm saying? My AD jersey, yelling AD is on the way. You know what I'm saying? As, as the motherfucking bus is coming down the street, man. That, that's really what's going to happen when we win the ring. Um. But it's a lot of shit going to happen in Clipperland, man. For real, like I said, Kawhi and Paul George is on two-year deals. Uh, they both can opt out. Um, Doc just blew another 3-1 lead. That nigga got the most 3-1 lead blowns in NBA history. He's lost the most game sevens, eight. Uh, like I told you, he's, he's not the great coach that everybody says he is. Um, Montrez Hurl got to get paid after this season. He probably lost about $40 million with the performance he did. Getting cooked by fucking Jokic. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, the Clippers got a lot of fucking decisions, bro. They just bought the forum for billions of dollars. I don't think Steve Ballman would have bought that shit if he would have known that this season wasn't going to come come out to at least a conference finals. Like, to me, if you buying a bill, uh, buying the forum for billions of dollars after you acquire Paul George and Kawhi Leonard with all the hype surrounding the Clippers team, in your mind, you're thinking you're going to at least get to the finals, my nigga. Or at least get to the conference finals and lose in game seven to the Lakers. That's, that's That has to be the mentality when you're buying some shit for billions of dollars. I don't know because I don't have billions to just throw around, but that has to be the mentality. That has to be the mentality. And for these niggas to get bounced in the second round, because niggas have to remember, they could have got bounced in the first round. Porzingis got hurt. Porzingis got ejected. Luka got hurt. Like, they really could have got bounced in the first round. No bullshit. And I think they spent too much time focused on the Lakers. They was worried about us while the Lakers was worried about the Lakers. The Lakers was on our – we was on our own – we was doing our own thing, my nigga. But the Clippers, that's all you heard was talk. Grit over grind. How how we show time and they got the streets. They they, they got the streets. Nigga, y'all ain't got shit. They're going to Cancun. (laughs) That's where the fuck y'all going. 
And it's sad because I was really looking forward to a Lakers and Clip. That's what I really wanted. No bullshit. I really wanted LeBron to put his foot on fucking Kawhi's neck like he did the last two times he saw him. But we not even going to get to see that shit. Like, that kind of remind me when we didn't get to see Braun versus Kobe. You know what I'm saying? In 2009, 2010. That's what it kind of feel like. That's that's really what this shit kind of feel like. Um, But like I said, that's what happens when you, when you put a bunch of expectations on a bunch of niggas who've never been in that position before. Like, Lou Williams, has, Lemon Pepper Lou has been in the league for 15 years, bro. It's a reason we ain't never did shit but win a six man. Like it's a reason. Like it's a reason for this shit. It's a reason Montrez Harrell just my he just scored. It's a reason Paul George been in the league for how many fucking years? And this is his first time getting out the first round since when? Since when? Since since what? Twenty what? Fourteen. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you have to think about this shit, yo. Like, these dudes didn't have expectations like that. You look at the Lakers roster, that's a whole bunch of championship pedigree. It's a, it's a, it's some championship winners over there. It's, it's, it's a head coach that's been a back-to-back conference finals, a defensive minor head coach with a hell of a de- um, coaching staff. Like, it's, it's championship pedigree over there. It's a bunch of niggas who've been through the fire. The Clippers ain't never been through that, my nigga. So, all the hype all year. I was telling y'all all year long, this is what was going to happen. I was hoping they was going to at least get to meet us, but you know how that shit go, man. <laughs> you know how that shit go. Uh, moving on to sports, like I said, I didn't want to stay too much, uh, stay too long on sports. Um, but I do want to get into the Maya Moore situation. Uh, it surprised me a lot of people didn't know about the Maya Moore situation. Um, I said a few things about it on, on Twitter when I was like, you know, stop chasing all these hoes and get you a Maya Moore. And no way was I taking shots at the hoes. I love hoes. Hoes make the world go around. What the fuck? What, what do you think? Who do you think we love on Saturday nights? Hoes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that's what we that's, that's what we love hoes. I love hoes personally. But I, I was what I was saying on social media, y'all, was if you don't know about the Maya Moore situation, first let me let me get you hip on that. Maya Moore was in the prime of her career. She's one of the best basketball players in the world, male or female. Um, she took two years out of her prime to fight criminal justice to get, help get a man out of prison for a crime he didn't commit. The man was in prison for over 20 years, I think 24 years for a crime he didn't commit. She took two years out of the prime of her career. She wasn't playing, yo. She wasn't playing. The best player in the game just gone. Like, you know how they just talking about the Michael Jordan last dance, how he just retired? Niggas knew Michael Jordan was playing baseball. She was fighting criminal justice. Like, she was fighting some shit that we, that the world is talking about right now. And she got this man out of prison, yo, for a crime he didn't commit. And it was just announced yesterday, I believe, that they got, they got married. Like they married, so I want to say shout out to Maya Moore and Jonathan uh, Irons. Um, congratulations on getting married. Congratulations on being a free man. Um, that's the type of woman you need to be trying to move the moon, sun, and stars for. Like last episode, I was asking, "What the fuck is love?" She just answered my motherfucking question, my nigga. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you. She just got this nigga out of prison, y'all. Like, you had motherfuckers commenting on my shit talking about, well, I be getting my baby daddy out of jail. Look, bail, look, 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 sweetheart. <laughs> look, baby girl. Bail money and getting a nigga off out of prison for some shit he didn't do at the 720 some years is two totally different things. Shout out to you for helping little Trey Trey. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're getting out on, on, on Thursday so he had to sit over on the weekend. But fuck that. You can't be too surprised when Kiki with the fat ass walked by. He just and he fuck cause he been in for a minute. But if he if this nigga Jonathan Irons fuck up Maya Moore, we gotta get him the fuck out of here, nigga. She got you out of prison for serving twenty four years. You can't cheat. You can't cheat. He, like he can't cheat at all. Like I don't give a fuck about nothing. Um, so Jonathan Irons, we on your ass if you fuck up on Maya Moore. But I do want to say once again. <laughs> Congratulations to you guys, man. It's a beautiful fucking story, man. Once again, it's a beautiful story. Welcome home. Um, congratulations. Um, I just think that's just a beautiful fucking story. Um, I do want to move on um, to the next 
this topic, uh, one of my favorite topics um, called Love Thy Hero. Um, this one's a little bit different. Um, this this week's uh, Love Thy Hero is Tyron Woodley, um, St. Louis finest. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know Tyron Woodley, he's a UFC fighter, uh, welterweight division, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he got a big fight coming up this weekend against Kobe Covington. Um, but the reason why I wanted to put Tyron Woodley on this Love Thy Hero segment is because uh, Tyron Woodley came to visit my school. I think it was my freshman year. He went to McClure as well, so he came out there to talk, you know, talk to the kids and stuff like that. But he was the first person I ever seen. Um, he was the first person I ever seen that made it. And the way he was talking, he wasn't talking like a nigga that made it. He was talking like a nigga that was still in the loop, that was still doing the shit we was doing, but just giving us the game and the knowledge that could help us down the road. Um, and that's what Tyron Willie did to me. That's what he did for me. He got just to see him, somebody that made out of the loop, come back um, and give the game. And and, and I, the funny thing is when he left, after he left that day, um, the next year um, I joined the wrestling team because he was a wrestler. Um, and when he was there, he told us about how wrestling taught him so much about, um, you know, just just having determination, um, you know, and just 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 having to just gr the grind, the grind through life. Um, so I joined a wrestling team to get to experience some of those same some of those same things, and I did. Um, I can't say it helped me out um, in my life, and it's helped me get the the vision that I want on life, the outlook I want on life, the mentality that I want on life. Um, so I owe a lot of that to Tyron Woodley. You know, a lot of you know that my father was killed when I was three, three years old. So a lot of this shit I be learning on my own. A lot of shit I be having to learn from others, uh, from just watching and observing. Um, so I think it was dope to have um, African-American man like Tyron Woodley who impacted my life or didn't even know it. You know what I mean? Of course, he came to speak to the kids. Um, but to know he had a huge impact on my life and to know he had such a big fight coming up this weekend, man, I wanted to make sure that. It just felt right. It just felt right to make sure I gave him his files while he was still here. Um, and shout out to Tyron Willie, man. We got to get this dub, man. You got to knock out Kobe Cubs and weak ass, man. And then that little racist motherfucker be talking a lot of shit. I got a lot of money on you this week, too, nigga. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get, I got money on the wood, nigga. Knock this nigga out, man. <laughs> but nah, man, real shit, man. Shout out to Tyron Willie, man. Like I said, all, not all heroes wear capes. Um, you impacted my life. Um, in a great way, like I said, with well, my father dying at three years old, but you coming to speak to us at that school, knowing that you went to that school, knowing that you made it out um, with your own way, you know what I mean, with, with throwing them hands, you know what I'm saying, what, what we all know how to do, what all niggas in the loot know how to do, uh, to know that you did that, you paved your own way out there to make a way for yourself and your family, uh, to provide a, provide a life for your kids that you didn't have, knowing that you did that as a black man, that's inspiration and motivation, man. Uh, so I want to say shout out to Tyron Woolley. Um, he is this week's Love Thy Hero. Um, and good luck this week, my nigga. Yes, yeah, sir. Moving on down to the positive segment of the week. I'm all surprised that this didn't get a lot of a lot more um, you know, news that I that I thought it would get. Um, I'll read it to you guys. It says more than a dozen black families came together for a common cause in Georgia, um, snatching up a bunch of land to start their own community, um, which they have which they hope will be called a soap, a safe haven one day. Um, nearly 97 acres of unincorporated land uh, was recently purchased near the town of Toomsboro. Um, it's about 130 miles south of Atlanta. Um, it's now been dubbed Freedom, Georgia. Um, and now 19 black families that went in on the land um, are hoping to complete the city one step at a time. I was surprised that a lot of people, a lot more people weren't talking about that, that 19 black African-American families put their money together and bought land <laughs> and like they, they opened up their own little town and everything like nobody talking about that shit um so i definitely want to make sure i came on my platform and brought light to that um once again they called it free they call it freedom georgia uh, which is fucking dope that's a beautiful fucking name uh 19 black families came together put their money together um i think a lot of us need to start doing that man start putting our money together man we spend the most money on so much bullshit so much motherfucking me jewelry, so many motherfucking me cars, clothes, all that shit, man. We can start putting this money together, buy some of this land. Motherfuckers love Wakanda. Niggas love Wakanda, don't you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, come on, man. It ain't that hard, man. This is a clear example right here. 19 families did together, so it don't it don't make no sense why we all can't do it. Uh, moving on down, um, it's part of the podcast where um, I list off our fallen soldiers. Um uh, 
victims of police brutality. Um, I want to say rest in peace to George Floyd, who was 46 years old. Rest in peace to Breonna Taylor, who was 26 years old. Rest in peace to Tatiana Jefferson, who was 28 years old. Rest in peace to Stephon Clark, who was 22 years old. Rest in peace to Botham Jean, who was 26 years old. Rest in peace to Philando Castile, who was 32 years old. Rest in peace to Alton Sterling, who was 37. Um, rest in peace to Michelle Cusos, who was 50 years old. Um, rest in peace to all of you guys. We're still there on the ground fighting for you guys. Um, once again, victims of police brutality. Um, to end the podcast, man, you already know how I give it up, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? Always remember, keep the main thing the main thing. You know what I'm saying? Don't let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. It's all love these ways. You know what I'm saying? Stay safe. Stay sharp. Stay sane. You know what I'm saying? I'll holler at y'all niggas in this episode, man. I'm out. Peace.